Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Cronin, and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. The show where we break down all of the best celebrity gossip, the ridiculous, the fun, the drama-filled stories of the week. And luckily, I could not do it by myself because that would just me me a crazy person just speaking to no one. So I am joined by my two amazing co-hosts, New York icon and my friend Gwen Flamberg. That is a perfect introduction, Travis. Thank you so much. Hi, guys. Just here to icon for you. You sure are. And New Jersey icon and also my friend Sarah Huron. I was going to say, am I going to get the friend line too? I wasn't sure. Hello, Travis. Con- confirmed, <laughs> recorded, signed, sealed, delivered, friend, absolutely. Well, guys, we have so much of our favorite hot mess couples. There are tattoos, there are weddings, there are babies, there are engagements, there's mess. It is a really, it's just, it's everything we like about celebrity gossip this week. But let us first start of the woes, the stories that just made our host agape go aghast because they just could not believe what they were reading. Sarah Huron, what made you go well this week? Well, you know, Christine Quinn from Selling Sunset has made me go well so many times in the last couple of years that I've been, you know, part of the Oppenheim group. And yeah. <laughs> I did read her book. And while there wasn't that many woes in How to Be a Boss Bitch, unfortunately, she did the Call Her Daddy podcast. And I mean, I don't know if Christine is planning to come back to the show. I believe she is, but I'm not quite sure how, because in addition to alleging that the creator, Adam DeVillo, who also created The Hills, told Christine to fall down the stairs and kill herself, um, and alleging that he can't be on set around anyone, we did reach out to him for comment. He has yet to respond to these claims, as I assume Spotify did before they put out this episode. (laughs) Um, So she made some crazy misconduct claims about him, not saying they're not true, don't know. But um, then she literally played a clip from what was allegedly sent out in a press screener that had Heather, Ray, Young, El Muso clearly dubbed over making allegations that Christine said that Chriselle slept with Jason when she was still married to Justin Hartley. 
and that that was in the mm. press screener and oh that that God. moment in season five where Christine says, oh yeah, I did say that. It was originally edited to look like she was responding to that, but Christine got a hold of the press screener, lost her mind, and they edited it to be Heather saying what she really said was, you said that Jason used to have good taste in women, now he doesn't. And Christine says, I did say that, ha ha. So she played the clip on her phone, which was crazy. And she also opened up about the salaries and says she gets paid the most because she has a different attorney than everyone. And How much like, does she make? How much do they all this. make? She didn't say a number, but she said I, that, you know, whatever. It was just a lot of stuff that was, it feels like you would say 10 years after the show comes out. Yeah. So I'm so happy Christine is spilling tea and being wild as she always is. But I just don't understand where we go from here when she's now exposing fake storylines up the wazoo. Like we usually don't, don't do that while the show's still airing. Right. Right. Yeah. It's really crazy. But Christine is anything a reality villain she is. So this sort yeah. of just falls in line for her. She breaks every rule. And she's sort of the only person who brings any type of drama to the show at all. Yeah, we need so, her. And- we, we need her, and she carries around that cute little chair purse that can't hold anything, and yeah. someone like that is just doing everything right at life. Gwen Flamberg, what story made you go well this week? Oh, gosh. It's not a story. It's, it's an iconic moment. You guys, the Cannes Film Festival is back. It's the 75th Cannes Film Festival in France, and it just is the height of glamour. So I'm sorry, I'm not talking about any little reality story. This is IRL, <laughs> A-list, high red carpet, and I'm here for it. You know, of course, on the con red carpet, you've got A-list stars like Julianne Moore, Jennifer Connelly, uh, the Fannings, and also just some really, really beautiful people. Jasmine Tooks looked so incredible. And guys, these are like, gowns. These are crazy gowns. You know who else looked incredible on the red carpet? Lori Harvey dying Mm -hmm. over her in this incredible yellow ball gown. She just commands that high red carpet like no other newcomer I've ever seen. So, Well, she has Maeve styling her who does Megan Fox and was responsible for Megan Fox's and Hailey Bieber. She created Hailey Bieber's style and Megan Fox's so Lori Harvey, you're going to week for the stylist. If I had the hottest boyfriends in Hollywood, I would have, you know, that (laughs) confidence on the red carpet too. But guys, of course, if you haven't seen these dresses and like I am most partial to the Prada and Mimi moments that are like just glittering in gems. You don't even see this on like the Oscars red carpet, you guys. Go to usmagazine.com slash stylish and check out every amazing A-list moment at the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah, no carpet's more fancy than the con red red carpet. It's just no one can compare. Um, well, the story that made me go well this week is, spoiler alert, it's a Kardashian. <clears throat> we never talk about them on here, so I'm glad that I can get them some shine. Um, it was about the latest episode when Kim Kardashian was finding out if she passed the baby bar exam to become a lawyer, lawyer adjacent. But yeah, lawyer. You can defend people in court. You're a lawyer. She's my um, lawyer. And she's a baby lawyer? I said she's my I lawyer. Mean- Oh, Elle Woods was still a law student, just a law student when she represented and won a groundbreaking case. Yes, I mean, and she knew that that permed hair could not get wet for at least 48 hours after that and it won everything. 
Kim Kardashian could still do the same. <clears throat> what I loved is that on the recent episode, she went to celebrate um, her results. She didn't even know she passed the bar yet by going to Red Lobster for some cheddar biscuits. That story is good enough in itself because everyone just loves cheddar biscuits from Red Lobster. But we found out then that you can only take the baby bar a certain amount of times and that if she had failed this time, she couldn't take it again and wouldn't be a baby lawyer, big girl lawyer, a lawyer, female, uh, just a lawyer. Queen. And queen, <laughs> queen lawyer. And we found out while she was at Red Lobster that she passed the baby bar. And it was just a really heartfelt moment that made me go, whoa, in all the right ways. And I never thought I'd feel this type of like emotional proudness of Kim Kardashian become a lawyer, but I did. Travis, I totally agree with you. This show is the gift that keeps on giving. And I cried during the whole episode. I don't know what was wrong with me. Um, probably a lot of things. But this the law work she was doing and then seeing her, they were celebrating North's like basketball game or something. So I'm yeah. sure Maxwell Johnson was also in Red Lobster. <laughs> and Kim and her bestie and North and uh, her besties kid were in the car. She saw that she passed. She starts crying. I start crying. They North wants to call yeah. Kanye. Kim is like, no. And it's just like little nuggets nonstop in this show that like are really getting an inside look into these, these people that I feel like the keep on with the Kardashians was just like too produced. And this feels exactly. so real. And that the baby bar scene was so good. And the red lobster of it all just makes it better. makes it sweeter. It was so nice. It was so oddly heartfelt. And I'm really, really proud of Kim for working so hard because she, she had to do a lot of work to get that baby bar exam passed. So I'm proud of her and the fact that they were Red Lobster. Just thank you for that. Well, let us bust into some news. A, a couple that we're all obsessed with and that my hair looks more and more like every day. Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Uh, well, they have gotten uh, some matching tattoos because they're not wedding band people. I mean, he put thorns in her engagement ring so it would hurt her. she would take her off. That's too much to unpack. That's for her therapist, not for me. But they got matching tattoos on their ring finger. Now, they did this when they were at the Billboard Awards in Las Vegas. Megan Fox was celebrating her 36th birthday on Monday, and she revealed their tattoos on Instagram. She posted, wishing the happiest birthday to my ethereal... Oh, sorry. He posted, wishing the happiest birthday to my ethereal light being. I love you, Mackie. He captioned a series of pics that included voodoo doll tattoos, Megan Fox on a roller coaster, and characters from the movie Up. Pixar up, the old guy with the balloons. Um, and then a recent pick of the couple in the matching blue outfits, which if you follow the matching blue outfits, you know that Megan Fox posted about stylist Maeve, who we're talking about, who has done, you know, everybody that she said she ripped out the crotch in that blue bedazzled blue number and says, I hope this wasn't expensive because I ripped out the crotch so we could have sex. Now I thought that I had already sort of been, um, titillated and confused simultaneously by Megan Fox more than I ever could, but here we are today. <laughs> Traumatized is more like it. Like guys, there are zippers for a reason. Like, uh, come on. Not in that suit. I believe the phrase was cut a hole in it um, to be specific. And, you know, yes. back in the day, there was a rumor going around when I was in middle school that there was girls cutting holes in their yoga pants for the for the dance. And it's just crazy to me that eighth graders that I went to middle school with and 30 were wearing yoga pants to a dance. Well, it was like a night, it was a night place. It wasn't like a dance. It was like a it was like a whatever unofficial dance. Um, shout out night place. Um, but now, you know what these 
14 year old girls at my middle school were doing is what 37 year old mother of three Megan Fox is doing at the Billboard Music Awards. And I just, I find that interesting. Well, also anybody in the universe who has ever had sex knows that like, that's not real enjoyable sex. Like two seconds of someone sticking it in, like they're just doing this and saying this to be provocative, whatever. What I find more striking about this week's news are the matching tattoos on the ring fingers? Because guys, have they not learned anything from celebrities who get tattoos of their paramours, let alone matching tattoos? Why no forever? Foreshadowing. Okay. Why no forever? Uh, oh, Pamela dark. Anderson's daddy's girl instead of Pammy, like Tommy's girl. It really, it's, it's the kiss of death. And it really makes me worried for every celebrity couple that gets matching tattoos. I believe Dean McDermott has some intense Tory Spelling tattoos that I would assume he might be in the process of removing since he didn't, you know, wish her happy birthday. And it was <laughs> just her birthday. And we haven't seen I mean, them together we were in a all year. Watching that. We haven't seen them together in a year. <laughs> she looks so even more sad in all the paparazzi photos when she's leaving. He just looks like always so rough and tragic as well. They just do not seem like happy people. And we were watching to see if he was going to wish her a happy birthday. And uh, it's not good. I think that's more of the kiss of death than even these matching tattoos. Yeah. Well, glad we ripped the crotch out of that story. And I'm glad I know about Sarah's high school. Uh, <laughs> it was middle school. Okay. Which makes it even worse. Oh my God. And I can't believe that you did that is the story. I that know. You said I was not the girl. I was not the that's, girl. That's absolutely not what we heard here, Sarah, but thank you for that. <laughs> Well, let us move on to a really sad story. Britney Spears and Sam Asghari uh, posted on Instagram in matching statements that uh, they lost their pregnancy and it, it was just so tragic all around. Now, Sam posts on Instagram and he thanked his followers for the outpouring of love and support that they had after they lost their quote, miracle baby. Sam says, we have felt your support. We are taking things positive um, and moving forward with our future. It's hard but we are not alone thank you for respecting our privacy we'll be expanding our family soon now on the instagram post that the couple posted uh, about the miscarriage they said it is with our deepest sadness that we have to announce that we lost our miracle baby miracle baby early in the pregnancy uh this is devastating for any parent perhaps we should have waited to announce until we were further along however we were overly excited to share the good news they continued our love for each other is our strength we will continue to expand our beautiful family we are grateful for our support and we kindly ask for privacy in these difficult moments now this was just so sad to see we were so happy that Brittany was pregnant, doing what she wanted, and to hear that she lost the pregnancy is just, it's something that so many women grapple with, and it was just so tragic to hear. Super heartbreaking, but also there's a reason why you, it suggested you wait 12 weeks, three months before you announce a pregnancy, because it's actually very common for a pregnancy to not hold until then. It's, it's like more right. commonly though, this isn't, this isn't like, you know, it, it is very devastating. Any miscarriage is devastating, but this isn't like a Chrissy Teigen. You're like four plus months along five months right. long where right. you miscarry. And, you know, I mean, God bless Brittany. I am so happy. She's free. I'm so happy that she is free to um, become a mother again, if that's what she chooses. But I really have been a little worried by all of her musings and postings and the nakedness and the rage and 
the you know shrouded threats to family members. I I just I I, I just hope that she's okay, and I hope that she is giving herself the grace to kind of evolve into the person who she wants to be. A lot going on on that social media page. <laughs> the, I mean, it really is her, uh, someone I saw a commenter describe it really well with her Instagram where they were saying, you know, she hasn't been on social media in the last 10 years and she's using all the filters that we used, you know, about seven, eight years ago that we thought were cool as well. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is obviously sad, but also kind of confusing, and the whole pregnancy announcement was confusing, and I'm not trying to suggest something, but it's just a little... up the newest issue of Us Weekly. It's (laughs) just a little confusing, and I wish her nothing but the best, and I also do think that it kind of, you know, because she was so excited would make sense, like, Brittany literally, like, either missed a period or even took the test, like, maybe before she even took the test, she was telling the world. So it right, feels right. like maybe this was just handled in a in a weird way. And I feel I feel bad. But now she's back on her back on her posting game. So it's just, you know, I just really hope that we can trust Sam. I yes. think we can. I okay. think he is just a plucky, beautiful idiot. I'm so sorry, but I think he is. I don't think he has any malintent. And I think he really loves her. And I don't think he's got a malicious bone in his body, you know, based on just what we've seen of him and how they are, how they met and sort of where she was when they met. Um, But seriously, all the love to Brittany and Sam, and we hope that they will expand their family again soon. Um, All right. A story that really creeped me out this week, guys, was a producer for Rust was on was at the Cannes Film Festival and said that they are still going to continue with the movie. This, uh, the, the producer for Rut, Rust, quote, remains confident the film can still be completed following the tragic death of Helena Hutchins. Um, she was 42. She died in October after a discharge prop gun was not appropriately unloaded and had real bullets on set. Now, a producer told The Hollywood Reporter that he's confident the film will see the light of day soon and they're going to complete the movie. Now, I get I get moving forward and doing it, but I don't know. I, does it creep everyone else out a little bit that this like poor woman died and they're just finishing this movie? I, I just think it's really weird. I don't know who advised them to do this. It just should be, uh, the movie should be done. In yeah. what world, how do you market this movie? Right. Like who... It's a, you know, it's a Western. I assume in the trailer, you would want like big gun moments. It's like, okay, well, we're going to see that. And everyone's going to be like, what, what the hell? Um, it, I'm sure they're losing a lot of money, but I can't imagine finishing this movie would be worth it because yeah, the, the marketing of it, who's going to watch it. Um, you know, I know things have happened on sets before, but in the 2022 world of when we're covering everything and it, it was a huge story and Alec Baldwin is already a controversial kind of figure. This makes no sense to me. And I really don't know how you would market it and make it worth it right yeah and this is like someone's and you're right it's a western it's all gonna have so much you know not real violence and knowing that the real violence happened behind the scenes is so sad i miss when alec baldwin was just punching new yorkers over parking spots what a time to go back to if he could be there he punched like three people in that month it was hysterical and amazing um well i have no segue for that but Sarah, what can you tell us about Kravis? What have they been up to? Oh, Kravis, Mr. and Mrs. Barker, for real this time, you guys. So obviously in April, we saw Courtney and Travis get married, quote unquote, at a Las Vegas um, chapel. And they did not obtain the marriage license. They said that it was the Elvis impersonator did not hook him up with the with the marriage license. So we so found weird. out. 
so weird. We found out it was not legal, but they had every intention of getting married legally that day um, because they are planning to get married not in the United States. So the same way you're Sophie Turner and you're Joe Jonas, um, people get married, you know, they do something fun like that, something silly because the big wedding, they need to do it legally anyway. So I love that new celebrity trend, but because Kravis messed up and didn't get the license, they had to then do another version of this, which included them exchanging vows for real at a courthouse in Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara is Barbara is also where um, Travis proposed, so clearly a special place for them. And the yeah, witness... I was wondering why they did it there, thank you. Yes, the witness, none other than Queen MJ, Kris Jenner's mother, the Kardashian grandmother, who everyone, if you watch the show or follow them on Instagram, has seen forever. She was at the wedding. She was the only one. Um, no kids, no sisters, but they are finally married. It's uh, it's an interesting trend that this is, you know, once the real wedding happens, it's going to be three weddings deep yeah. that we're in now. We get a Vegas quickie wedding that meant absolutely nothing. We get a courthouse wedding and then we get the real wedding, which is going to be, sources say, probably in Italy. Um, I, I, It seems a little, it's lovely. I'm celebrating love is like never a bad idea, but it's like also a little bit overkill. I mean, I've seen her in so many white dresses and I think it's just because their proposal was so elaborate and so public as well too, that I'm like, this isn't done yet. You ain't married yet. I know. And it also feels weird because if you watch the show and you saw the reaction from Penelope and the kids, like they weren't thrilled that they weren't at the proposal and like Courtney's kids, there feels like some weirdness happening and then to make a whole thing of like i know it's not the wedding they just got legally married but the kids again are young enough to not totally know what's going on but old enough to have tiktok so they see married again it's like was penelope like wait did you get married again and courtney has to be like no this one's not the real one you'll be the real one it's like mom why are you getting married three times and doing all this stuff without us it's weird i will say though that i did like that very little skimpy dolce and gabbana dress you did Dress. If oh, I, I would get it. married, I think that I, I would wear a little dress too. And it had that like Dolce and Gabbana flaming heart um, medallion, yeah. which was, um, you know, surprising for a normal bride, but not surprising for this bride. I, I sort of like, I sort of really liked, I liked the mininess of it and the cut yeah, of it for cute. sure. But it also looked like, like in the back of Forever 21, the six ninety nine tag would have been on totally. the sale item a little bit. It yeah. looked like a little inexpensive, <clears throat> even though it was very much not. Mm-hmm. Well, one former couple that's not doing as well as Travis, it's Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. I, I just saying it just, I'm so even like sick of it, but we have to talk about these updates because there has been so much online about it. There are TikTok trends that Lance Bass is hopping onto, you know, quoting her ceremony. It's, it's just a lot of weirdness, but Amber Heard's sister took the stand this past Wednesday and said that she witnessed Johnny Depp grab Amber by the hair and hit her in the face repeatedly while they were married. Now, her name is Whitney. She is Amber's youngest sister, and she testified in court as part of this defamation case. Um, And she lived with Amber and Johnny um, for many, many months and said she thought of Johnny as a brother. Um, Whitney testified about an altercation, which she saw Johnny throw a Red Bull can at his nurse, uh, Debbie Lloyd, which uh, Debbie Lloyd denied in her testimony. Uh, Whitney said during the incident... She said, he comes up behind me and strikes me in the back. I heard Amber say, don't hit my effing sister. She smacks him, lands one. By that time, Johnny had already grabbed Amber by the hair with one hand and was whacking her repeatedly in the face with the other. Now, just in case you need uh, 
wrap up of what is going on. Johnny Depp has accused Amber Heard of defaming him in a 2018 op-ed that she wrote for the Washington Post. Um, and Amber has filed a counterclaim for $100 million against him. Now, I know that you guys have seen this everywhere. It's on all of our timelines. That like live thing is so wild. And has there anything that's been standing out to you about the case? The whole thing. I mean, what's standing out to me is that it's just going on and on and on. And it gets more and more shocking. And it's kind of like, why are they doing this? Like, why? I don't know. Yeah. It's very... Um, it kind of sets back the whole Me Too thing quite a bit. Um, and also it's like, how is either one of them going to work after this? Yeah. You know, unfortunately, there shan't be any more Captain Jack Sparrow. And this isn't going to help Amber Heard like be taken seriously in Hollywood. In fact, I've seen so much commentary that people think that she's lying. So I, it, it's just a real conundrum. I just think that nobody's winning here. And I just kind of want it to go away. I'm done with the schadenfreude. Yeah, I agree. Nobody's winning here. And I know this is like his turn to try to get his, what he thinks is justice after she won the other lawsuit with the son. Um, but I think overall it hasn't, it's not helping either of them. And I have, as I've said a million times, I think they're both toxic. I think this relationship was toxic. I think there's probably lies and truths to everything being said. Um, the latest thing I just read was also from this, from Amber Heard's sister saying that Johnny Depp allegedly made a joke about like putting their dog in the microwave. Um, I don't know. It's and then he's obsessed like, with dog poop. Like, yeah, it's her. also weird. And then apparently, yeah, apparently the, also the poop that was in the bed was also a dog, but then right. Amber Heard has, you know, denied ever even doing that. And then now you have like people like Lance Bass mocking it on TikTok and they're deleting their TikTok. So it's just like, what, what are we doing here? Like, I just, yeah. this, as much as I love going in the courtroom with the stars, I really, really do. This one feels like one, we need to close the door. Like, can the judge Wrap be it. like, let's close Wrap the door. Wrap it up, babe. Wrap it up. We are done with this. And so weird that it's a defamation case and they're just defaming each other in this court 100%. every day. Yep. There are um, millions of people now who would have never heard any of these allegations had they not gone to court for defamation. So it's sort of, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy and real, real messed up. Well, let's talk about something a little lighter, shall we? Because we can't, I can't wait for that court case to be over. Um, Jason Momoa dating uh, a new lady love, Isa Gonzalez. Now, Isa Gonzalez was a huge telenovela star. Her mom was a huge telenovela star. She had a little bit of a Bella Hadid facial journey, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, but she is great. And she is um, has dated so many famous guys. She was dated Liam Hemsworth the day after he broke up with uh, Miley Cyrus. Oh, let's play a game. Who can guess all the people that Isa Gonzalez have dated? I think I know most of them. Okay. All right. Say one. Liam Hemsworth. Well, oh, you yes. said that already. Um, yes. Timothy Chalamet. Yep. Gwen, do you know any? Off Wasn't the top there a Ben Affleck moment for like a hot second? They're, they were seen together. They were seen together. But So we'll count that one a little bit. Bradley um, Cooper, there was a hot minute. Was there? I think. No, no Bradley. Josh Duhamel. Oh, Josh, Josh Duhamel, there was a long moment. Yeah, that was a that long was one. A yes. um, By the way, it's Aitza. It's Aitza Gonzalez. Aitza Gonzalez. <laughs> Um, and the, the Timothy Chalamet was like my favorite. It was just such a weird relationship with them. Um, what do you guys think of this new pairing? I 
I really, I have nothing bad to say about someone who dates their way to the top and is in Hollywood, especially if it's Jason Momoa is your new famous guy. All of them have been so good looking, so good on her, not mad. What do you guys think of this new pairing? It is wild. She's, in addition to like always dating, like people, she's always linked to them usually after like a major split. Like I remember seeing pictures of her and Liam Hemsworth together when when, during one of the Miley Cyrus breakups, I was taking a math test and my phone went off um, and I almost got in trouble. Um, I was in college, I think. And also when, um, with Timothy Chalamet, I think like him and one of his teenage girlfriends had just broken up. Um, and now obviously Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet, um, was a huge breakup earlier this year. So not only is she, you know, getting linked to headlines, she swoops in at interesting times. And as much as I can judge, I also kind of want to go with go girl. (laughs) <laughs> well, also, she's very, very attractive. Oh. She is a really beautiful girl. She's an incredible body. Um, and Jason Momoa is smoking hot. And here's what I think, guys. I think that this is a little moment. I think that if these two weren't top celebrities, nobody would really care. It would be like, you know, two people, you know, who were hanging out for a little while. Right. But let's be honest. Lisa Bonet is so super soulful. I think that from everything I've read about Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet's relationship, blended family, even uh, their split, the way they handled it and how their family is, is faring now as, you know, consciously uncoupled. That was a soul connection where I think that this is kind of a little like rebound. I'm going to be dating someone who's really hot for a little while. And I hope they're having a lot of fun. They look really beautiful together. I doubt it's going to last. She really is like actress slash rebound relationship. She also dated Calvin Harris after his breakup from Taylor Swift. And she dated Christian Ronaldo as well. I don't know who he broke up with at the time, but I assume that he was going through something as well because Itza was there to pick up the pieces and be that. He was after Arena, which is how I confused the Bradley Cooper. I got my celebrity crossed. God, that is five different male celebrities that she has dated right after super public breakups with famous women. That is quite the type to have. (laughs) What a strange trend. Um, Well, speaking of relationships that I'm obsessed with that are uh, new, unique, and amazing, I really do like this one. Sarah Heron, I know you agree with me. Chriselle Strauss and G. Flippenny. I could, when she announced on the, uh, Selling Sunset season five reunion that she was dating non-binary Australian pop rock star G Flip. I'm obsessed and I need to know more. And Sarah knows more. Tell us all about it. Okay. So the major G Flip Chriselle updates, this is yes, a beat that I have um, unfortunately become an expert on, add it to the list of things I really don't need to know in life. Um, But in addition to these two, their future looking pretty bright. They're in Australia as we speak, which is where G Flip is from. So I don't know if Chriselle's meeting some family or just touring the the native land, but um, very exciting big stuff there. And also we got a little bit more information about their origin story. Um, On Selling Sunset, Chriselle said that they started dating after Chriselle did G Flip's music video, which is true in in that G Flip asked Chriselle to be in the music video. And if you haven't watched it, Oh, wow. It's giving bloody Valentine, everybody. So it's I think we good. know, we know where this relationship great. is going. Okay. It is I, giving. It's giving bloody Valentine, um, which if I thought she is, was very sexy at it. I thought okay. she was really sexy and fun. I found it like Chriselle was maybe being a little, 
a little much for me. Um, I like much. Okay, that's fine. And again, I'm rooting for them, whatever. But um, giving Bloody Valentine, Machine Gun Kelly, and Megan Fox's origin story, but they didn't actually meet on the music video set. They met back in October when Jason was still with, Chriselle was still with Jason Oppenheim, and G Flip was with their ex. They said they were both with partners at the time and they met, became friendly. And then I also heard on a podcast that Davina did recently saying there was a party in December that Chriselle threw that G Flip was at and everyone thought they were just friends because G Flip had recently moved from Australia and it was like, oh, this is my new friend, whatever. But clearly sparks were flying and we know that Chriselle and Jason broke up in December too. So I'm not saying there was overlap. I'm just saying we've watched Chris. Chriselle's love life be quite interesting in the last couple of years. And as someone who was, you know, criticizing Justin Hartley, I think I need to take it back. I I think you do. I think you owe some apologies. Yeah, I do too. Because there are some overlap. And while I love them as a couple, we've seen this story before when a celebrity's like, oh, we got together this date. And then it's like, actually, was it a few months before when yeah. you were actually with the other person? Um, and Which all they've said so far is that's when they met. So I'm not implying any. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. But you know, I'm. I'm reading. I'm doing a lot of just see if you can pick up what I'm putting down today. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. I just think that G Flip. That's it's so weird. It's so, so weird. It's so weird. Sort of creeping. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And she's like 15. They are like 15 years younger than Chriselle, who apparently wants to only have kids. So like, whatever. Anyway, cut all this yeah. out. <laughs> Yeah, cut all of this out. Um, yeah, I think they just, they're so much younger than Chriselle and Chriselle just wanted to have babies <laughs> settle down and now you're with like a rock star from Australia. It's just, it's a, it's a choice. Um, well, let's, do you guys, Taylor Swift's a doctor. Love Taylor it. Swift got her honorary doctorate at NYU um, this past weekend. Did you guys see the photos? Did you read the speech? I liked, I loved the photos. I liked a lot of the speech. Super adorable. The photos were better. You know, sometimes, like, I love mm-hmm. Taylor's music so much, but sometimes when she speaks, it's cringe. You know, I like, totally death, agree. That was the Agreed. best part of her speech, which went, was when she told the kids, uh, you know, be one with, with cringe because you will look back at this and possibly cringe. But so she's just cringe. You know, I, I don't really love hearing her talk. She always is just sort of socially awkward, but that's also part of her charm and part of why I love her and um, give me folklore and evermore forever. And also just like, you know, who, who did like a more genius takeover of their business? I can't think of anybody else in, in the history of the entertainment world who kind of like got theirs in the end, you know? Um, So I love Taylor. Taylor forever. I didn't read the speech. Um, the pictures were cute. And, but more importantly, I saw the video of everyone at NYU in the stadium singing all too well, 10 minute version as Taylor walked in and they like played the whole thing. And it was also the other, you know, speakers and honorary doctors, but um, clearly she stole the show. So I saw that on TikTok, um, which I thought was fun. And I would have loved if Taylor Swift was, you know, giving the speech at my commencement. I, I read her entire speech, the whole breakdown, and I love that she opened and closed. It was sort of bookended by, I think I'm only here because I have a song called 22. And then at the end, she's like, she's like, and now we can all just keep dancing like we're the graduating class of 2022. Yeah. It was, it was, it was really, really cute. Sweet, sweet. It was sweet. And uh, that 
her regalia was totally snatched, altered to perfection. It fit her so well. I love when people take their regalia and like take it a little bit at the hip. Dolly Parton has done that in the movie in a very bigger way, but I just love when someone just makes regalia their own because it's sort of an unfitting, unwell-fitting sack, if you will say yeah. so. It's sort of yeah. designed to be. Well, guys, do you know what it's time for? No, it's not time for Celebrity Birthday Boxing Mania because I didn't like any of the celebrity birthdays this week. So we already just have one winner and it is Naomi Campbell. Naomi Campbell, 52 years old this week. And she has slapped enough people in her life, in real life, that we didn't need to put her at any ring. And she's just such a queen and we love her. So happy 52nd birthday, Naomi Campbell. We love you. And glad you're not throwing phones at your assistants anymore because there was a long time when... She did that far too many times in one year that someone should do. Four times, four assistants, four phones, four faces. Well, that is all of the time we have today. Gwen, Sarah, thank you for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Cronin, Entertainment Director at Us Weekly, bringing you into the glamour, glitter, fashion, your favorite and favorite celebrities. Because after all, guys, do you know what celebrities are? Oh, they're, guys, they they're are just, just like us. Like us. Oh. <laughs> now she went fast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back next week. We'll see you then.